0: What if you could simply trust all information on the internet? My name is Sebastian and I'm on a mission to build a trusted web for all of us on planet earth. An internet where my parents, possibly my future kids and my own generation can find truth and feel safe. Because to save the world, we need to fix the internet. In the Trusted Web podcast, I embark on a journey with you, my listeners and thought leaders to explore what needs to get done. With this special thing called blockchain timestamps, all content you consume will be transparent and accountable. Welcome to the new default on the internet. Thank you for being part of this journey and let's build the trusted web together. In this episode of the Trusted Web Podcast, I'm joined by Dwayne Desonnier, works in media and broadcasting since 1989, is involved in the business and technology side of the Associated Press since 2005, worked there until 2012, after which he undertook uh, some other innovative adventures and rejoined the Associated Press in 2014, where he, in July 2019, became the Director of Corporate News, Blockchain, and Data Licensing. Dwayne, thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Hi, Sebastian. Uh, it's my pleasure. Great to be here. Thank
0: you. You uh, just did an amazing uh, use case w- on which we will talk later in the show. But firstly, can you do a quick introduction of yourself and what you do at Associated Press today?
1: Yeah, you bet. Uh, my pleasure. Um, and it, It's great to, to meet your audience today as well. Yeah, so uh, I, I started my career in journalism. Um, and uh, like a lot of us at the Associated Press, uh, that's sort of where we began. And then for various reasons of personal interest, you know, some people, uh, you know, left left the field and, and went to work at the head office. For me, that transition, the last story I really covered was the, the, the war in Croatia. And that was at about the same time that, you know, the Internet was really kind of mid 90s, starting to, to sort of flower and when I started to understand that, it just struck me like an incredible force uh, that would affect uh, the work that I do, the work that, that you know, the company does, and just news. And, and of course, that's exactly what happened. It's, it's, been, it's been a transformative experience for the industry, um, some good, some bad. Um, so you know, my role today is, uh, I, I just love that intersection of, of news uh, and technology And and how they work together to help us fulfill our mission, which is to to generate facts and accurate information, you know, for the world that that everybody can trust. The AP is right in the middle. You know, we're not not a liberal news source. We're not a conservative news source. Uh, We are squarely in the middle of that spectrum um, where we have to be. Uh, you know, we don't do any opinion journalism. Um, we just write straight facts and, and straight stories. Um, so the role is, is really to help, you know, uh, grow the journalism that we do, uh, make sure that, uh, you know, we have enough journalists uh, covering, the, the, you know, the, the politicians and, and the business people that we want to cover, and that, you know, accountability, we, we can continue to apply important accountability in the work that we do Um, and my job today is to figure out with the combination of technology and and partnerships and new ideas that sort of go beyond the traditional media what is the potential what is the impact Uh, both from a revenue perspective uh, and of course you know from a technology perspective you know how can technology help us to fulfill uh, this really important you know mission um, you know that that we're on Uh, so that's what I do
0: Amazing, and um, to have a blockchain position, a director with blockchain in the title, it's quite a commitment from an organization like uh, Associated Press. How did, it, how did that come together?
1: Um, so it started about two years ago and there was a, a, a group of a really great people, Civil Media, here in uh, New York. Civil was one of the earlier efforts to figure out a, a, a use case for news on chain. You know, that really pointed us, I think, in this direction. We weren't certain of, of what this platform offered for us. It was very sophisticated, it was very complicated uh, as well. Um, uh, so you know, we, we were uncertain. So we, we we worked with Civil and we just started to learn and and study and research. Um, and and that led us to the to the to the hypothesis that. Um, this might be a very important distribution channel for the work that we do. Uh, So and it was that combination of, you know, does the blockchain offer us a really great platform to extend the work that we do in terms of facts, authenticity, accuracy? So it was very much that that caused us to to take a really close look at this opportunity uh, to understand it more. Uh, and to pursue it um, and to try and learn in, in fact if, if blockchain is in fact not just a distribution platform but a very complementary ally uh, in our in our mission you know to, to deliver facts and information to the world um, so it was really that important possibility that uh, that struck us as something very much worth uh, you know investing in uh, learning more about um, and proceeding with with, with pilots and and proofs of concept uh, and so on. So, you know, it was very much the potential alignment of our mission and one of the great benefits of the blockchain, of course, which is immutability.
0: Before I ask you what you've learned over the last two years, can you kind of set the stage? What's What's the state of the news industry currently?
1: A lot of transition, a lot of flux, a lot of uncertainty. It's been a remarkable 15 years, so it's tough. It's, it's certainly difficult. You know, the, the sad, sad thing is that many newsrooms have, have, have you know, lost revenue uh, and uh, have had to lay off journalists. Um, and that is an absolute shame and it's an absolute detriment. to I, I think a properly functioning uh, society, I just fear um, if, if that trend continues, uh, the accountability that we bring to the table will, will become less and less meaningful, um, and that's a world that none of us, or most of us, <laughs> anyway, you know, d- don't want to see happen. So the industry's is uh, struggling, uh, but fortunately, there's some good innovation happening. I-, I think, you know, we've seen news companies play with different business models, and and I think, uh, you know, prior to when when the industry started to have some difficult times, rarely would you uh, hear the title. Product manager in the news industry. You know, it, it was you either a reporter or someone on the business side, but, but the concept of product management just kind of wasn't around. Um, now it is, and it's a really, really important part of our industry. And that's just a testament to the industry itself trying to innovate, trying to, to really be purposeful and meaningful uh, in terms of changing what we do, uh, how we package the news. How we present it. Um, so there's a lot going on. I mean, the times are still difficult, um, which is you know, the, the, the challenging part. But at the same time, um, the internet uh, also just makes so much more possible uh, and, and blockchain as well. Um, so we are able to play, we are able to, to, to test, we're, tr- we're able to determine and, and bring up new products. You know, that hopefully will address uh, the income uh, problem uh, that we have. But we're still we're still kind of in a deep hole uh, at the moment. Um, uh, but we've had some good success stories. I mean, the New York Times now has more digital subscribers than print. Uh, I think the Washington Post is in the same way. Um, so we just have to make that innovation and that change happen throughout the news industry from the smallest you know, newspaper and and TV station, uh, right up to the largest. Um, So, um, yeah, it's uh, challenging days, but I'd I'd say uh, hopeful um, more than any point in the last 10 years, Uh, Sebastian.
0: Dwayne, the outcome of an election is only called an official if the Associated Press says it is so. You had a mesmerizing, cool, unique, innovative use case with calling the election On a blockchain. Can you unpack that use case for us? Yes, certainly. It'd be my
1: pleasure. Yeah, so that's one of the functions of the Associated Press in the United States. We believe since 1848, our position has been that a neutral, trusted third party should be able to count the votes quickly and report what's going on the electoral system in the United States, it could be weeks or months before official you know, results are certified. So we just think that, look, uh, it's a basic thing. Like, you know, Why just trust the government to tell you what happened in an election? So that's what AP does. Uh, we decided that we, w- we would create a role for ourselves in the speedy and accurate reporting of election results. And uh, since 1848, we've built up uh, a business and an entire technical infrastructure that allows us um, to get our, our hands on the votes uh, as they're being counted uh, and then do our own reporting uh, on, on the results. Uh, and then you know, we, we use mathematical models um, and we have some really smart um, uh, people with you know, stats background and, and we've been doing this a long time. Um, so you know, we're able to just make a mathematical decision at a certain point in the evening that the second place candidate just cannot catch up to the first place candidate. So it's really just a question of math um, and just expertise. So, so that's what we've been doing, and you know, we've been we we, we provide these results to to other newsrooms uh, around the world. Um, and typically when someone is watching election night on, on television, um, the data that they're looking at is, is coming from the AP. So it's an important part of our work, a very important part of our, our mission. Um, so it struck us last, last year that um, well, is there a fit here uh, with also publishing the result to the blockchain? Um, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, uh just the novelty you know of this um like i said before it it, it was it was part experiment um just to, to see you know what would happen what would the what would the feedback be how would the data be consumed um what value does it play uh on chain and we were thrilled with the results um and then you know retrospectively when we we reflected back on, on that use case. Um, it actually made even more sense to us after the fact, <laughs> because um, our you know the race calls that we make, um, it's mathematically backed. You know we're not guessing. We do not guess. Um, we only declare the winner of an election when a, a group of us mutually agree that. Uh, that the math is such that the second place candidate cannot catch them. So it's a very, very informed, accurate decision. And it's trusted. Uh, Again, we're not guessing. We don't favor any candidate. Um, We're just looking at the data, looking at the history. The history of each election plays a very important role as well. We, you know, we, we learn a lot from the historic vote data. Um, so it struck us that, you know, a declaration of that type um, should be published to a, a location, decentralized, that anyone te- theor- theoretically can have access to, um, that cannot be changed, that cannot be manipulated. Um, and it is a declaration for all time. Through any incoming administration, through anything that that can happen, that on this date uh, at this time, uh, the AP declared through our expertise and math that a certain candidate won. Um, so the idea that you know, we would we would publish this for historic purposes uh, was really um, the driver at, at the end of the day. And 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 again, of course, you know Sebastian, that. that that again just fulfills our mission um, to make sure that the world is properly informed uh, of events, you know, that that affect citizens. Um, so, uh, so that was the use case. So we, we partnered with a, a terrific organization, uh, Eberpedia. We lacked the technical expertise to do this, of course. We were really great with news, but um, but you know, programming to the chain is is. Uh, is not something that every company can do. It's a very specialized skill. Uh, so we partnered with Everpedia, and uh, we discussed you know, what we should, should publish, how we should publish it, uh, and then we went ahead. Uh, and Everpedia, you know, we, we gave access to Everpedia through our API, um, and they, they did the technical side of this and got the data published. Um, and, uh, and we were very, very, very happy with, with that work and, and that partnership. Um, yeah, so, so it was a really great first use case. I think that was nicely aligned with our mission um, and uh, we learned a ton, which is very important. Um, you know, an organization like AP, we just, when it comes to delivery and publishing our news, we have to keep innovating. Um, you know, uh, we started, when AP started, we literally used the Pony Express to deliver our news uh, and so we've gone sort of from the Pony Express to blockchain now, and, and that's quite an evolution um, in terms of how we use and depend on, you know, very good, fast, trusted distribution technology. You know, if our product is late, it loses a lot of value. So technical distribution is, is really, really uh, an important part of our business. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, we thought it was a great success. Um, uh, it was. It was very interesting to see which contracts you know we were interacting with, um, because then that was telling us as well. You know who needs who on the blockchain needs this information. Who is going to consume this information, for what purpose? Um, and you know, as, as a business person, those are great questions. Um, to help us understand what else we could do, and 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 how else we can bring our facts and information to the world, you know, on this on this decentralized platform, um, and it was the the, the response was tremendous. Uh, we, we, we it was called historic, <laughs> which we certainly didn't set out to do that, um, but but that was great, um, and. I think it, it, it also has led to some interesting conversations about the role of, of blockchains and voting overall, um, especially this last US election where there were such partisan claims of um, um, voter fraud um, and, and so on. Um, so you know, uh, it, it, it will be interesting to see the evolution of voting and elections and the role of blockchains you know, in that democratic exercise.
0: The timing for this use case couldn't be better, actually.
1: Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, Sebastian. Just the, the, the nature of this last election, the issues around this last election, and the challenges to the process itself, it just aligned that just made, made this use case important um, and very, very, very timely uh, as well. So we're very excited uh, for the next cycle, which is 2022. The good thing in the United States is we have elections every two years. <laughs> so we, we have a lot of opportunity uh, you know, to work with this. Um, but uh, importantly, you know, we're also redoing our election data stack based on what we've learned through this blockchain experience. Um, so improving our ability to distribute and publish to the blockchain is one outcome of this. Um, that I think uh, will 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 serve us and, and everyone, uh, you know, very well. Um, so we're, we're going to start to tailor our technology, and 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 build uh, you know, uh, replicating our race calls on chain as a common thing that we do uh, as part of that as part of that service.
0: I just saw, we're recording on uh, March 11th, 2021, I just saw a tweet from uh, Theodorus from Everypedia that the outcome was auctioned because it was not only calling the election on the blockchain, but there was also an NFT, a non-fungible token, um, which was today bought for $180,000. Yes, that's amazing. Is that money going to the Associated Press? And why did you decide on uh, doing an NFT? Because it's kind of making the outcome collectible, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, it's certainly different. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not our traditional news you know, product that we do. It's absolutely a derivative uh, of, of the work that we do. Um, again, you know, it was, uh, even though we auctioned, uh, an original illustration by a, a fantastic, a fantastic uh, artist. Part of the motivation was, I mean, AP obviously we write we write text, but but we shoot a lot of photography, photojournalism, video journalism, and, and part of our thinking here was um, literally, is the NFT model uh, a, a different, but still influential and important form of news distribution there's no doubt it's it's not a story <laughs> but but the illustration that we we auctioned that we, that Marco created and that we auctioned off was based on our data it was it was based on the election data so it was a nice combination of factual news and data and then just Marco's creativity uh, to, pr- to produce that that illustration and, and that digital artifact. Um, so again, an experiment um, to, to help open doors and, and create knowledge for us. Uh, the money is, is stunning, to, to be honest with you. Um, I'm not sure if it's, a, if it's some sort of bubble or, <laughs> or if it's something that is in fact sustainable. Um, but the amazing thing is, it's still very much sort of an elite community my guess, Sebastian, and, and you would know this as well, it's, it's gotta be like you know, in the 90s percent of, of people who cannot or, or don't know how to participate uh, on, in this platform. Um, so that's important. Um, and we are seeing that change, which is really great. I mean, we're seeing hurdles of accessing uh, blockchain, uh, you know, lower and, and, and decrease and expand the, the population that, that can participate. So that's really important. But yes, the NFT was a, it was a great learning exercise. Um, again,
0: new for us, new form of news. Do you envision making the outcome of news or of uh, journalistic processes as collectibles? Is that an interesting potential um, business model for uh, journalism?
1: Yeah, a- absolutely. The Associated Press has been documenting world history. Uh, you know, for 175 years, and our our archives, our, our text archives, our photographic archives, our video archives, are um, nothing short of a of a time-stamped collection of world history. Um, and written from the perspective of a journalist, not someone involved in the event who who you know, brings a bias. Uh, and an opinion. So we believe that you know the archives that 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 we we we've maintained um, do serve a, a valuable resource uh, you know, going forward. Um, and what's super interesting is again, be it an NFT or blockchain, is this a new platform and a new technology to help expose these archives to the world. Um, and, and see history, remember history, learn from history, interact with history. Uh, so yes, uh, that's absolutely what we're interested in. Uh, you know, uh, I know certainly NFTs—it's it, sort of a digital collectible, um, you know, uh, uh, theme right now. Um, but what we're trying to test is, uh, you know, what's what's the role, if there is one, for, for news and facts. Uh, so I'm not sure where this is going, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we, we do want to make sure that we stay fact oriented and, but, but art is an expression, uh, and, and I think art is a way to, to an an additional way to express the news and to share the news. Um, so that's sort of why this is interesting for us, not just a new revenue source but also a new forum perhaps that gets people's attention and, and engages people in the, in the news you know, process. Um, so that's what we're hoping for.
0: Makes a ton of sense. News as collectibles, as a new revenue model. What, other role for the blockchain and trust or technology and trust is there in the newsroom itself and is there maybe for misinformation and disinformation on that that terrain is there something to say about that or is that not so not something you're researching
1: um, not so much our news our reporters and our editors around the world you know the blockchain is, is just not a platform that they're really uh, involved with at this point you know from a research perspective and and a fact-finding perspective, um, boy, we hope it will be. And and I think it will be. Um, I think think for a reporter referencing um, cryptographically signed facts from trusted authorities or oracles, um, I think that will be an important source of of research and information for journalists uh, as they craft their stories uh, and their reporting. But it's, it's, it's not a common tool, at this point anyway, that we use. You know, we do use a lot of automation. And automation and AI is a great partner um, for, for our research. You know, if, 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 if a program can help a reporter understand more, read more, absorb more, then that's a good thing. I mean, that, that, that better informs the, the knowledge of the reporter, um, and their perspective on a story. Uh, so, so you know, perhaps uh, you know AI mining blockchains uh, is is uh, is a tool that we will be using in in, in the future. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but um, but at this point, it's, it's it's in the hands of the, of the business side to figure out um, what's really happening
0: here, and then we'll see. What we fight for at the Trusted Web Foundation is making sure that. All information that matters is timestamped. So, firstly, it's transparent. How did it change over time? And secondly, who is the sender of that information? And then, together with policymakers, making sure that information that has, account- has a sender who takes accountability can travel further on the internet than information that has no one taking accountability for it. Making sure that there's always freedom of speech, but not necessarily freedom of reach for information that has no sender taking accountability. Ideally, the whole chain of information from journalist to receiver of the information is sound. As you have a supply chain in e-commerce, you will have a whole chain of information.
1: Absolutely right. And that's what I, you know, the work that you do is is very, very valuable in that regard, because, you know, those... uh, the culture that you're creating, um, the, the practical impact that you're creating, uh, you know, very important for helping people understand good from bad, authentic from fake. Uh, and this is just going to be a huge, huge question for society. It's dangerous. Um, deep fakes are deeply disturbing. Um, very, very dangerous. Uh, and, uh, Yes, so every tool <laughs> that we can bring to the table to combat that, and I, and I love your term of you know, freedom of reach, but that's, again, there's, there's a positive side to that, and of course, there's a negative side to that. But no, uh, I really hope it, it continues in this direction and more people uh, recognize that you know, what was once a very esoteric you know, technology actually can become an important role um, in the industry. You know, will people trust what's authenticated on the blockchain as much as they trusted the newspaper that they held in their hand over the, over the decades? Um, is that the analogy that, that we're looking at here? Newspapers, you know, yes, they, they have their biases and whatnot. But generally speaking, you know, newspapers were a trusted source of information for, for decades centuries. Uh, and uh, the internet <laughs> ain't there. You know, you do not look at the internet largely as you, you looked at a newspaper um, because of the freedom of reach that, that you've described. But if there was a much more secure, um, authentic uh, platform for facts and information uh, and, and, and secure and, and um, verified from the very beginning to the very to the very end of that supply chain, that would be fantastic. Um, I think that would be one of our strongest weapons uh, to, to combat, you know, fake news and, and deep fakes. Is a platform that people can actually trust and and verify. And without that, uh, I am deeply troubled um, by the, the trajectory of and and the skill of. Of people who can disseminate uh, you know, fake information. They're getting very, very good at it um, because they recognize the value and power of information. It's an incredibly powerful force. Uh, so we really need uh, you know, a method, a platform, a supply chain, a model that from, from the very beginning of a trusted organization, like the AP, you know, that, that folks can track the path and journey of a story uh, as it's being built and crafted. So that's, that's what we hope for sure, um, you know, blockchains hold uh, for our industry. Um, because again, you know, we, transparency is so important. We need to be able to, sh- that's another benefit As you know, we, we can expose, we can be transparent about the evolution of a story. And everything we do is timestamped. Everything we do is timestamped. Every version of every story, every photograph, every video, the timestamping is very important. Um, and that's why we, our archives is sort of a, a record of the history of, of, of society, because every story has a timestamp. We know, we know exactly when that story was filed um, you know, to, to, to our audiences. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, it's very exciting to see this as as an influential tool uh, for the work that we do uh, in terms of trying to make sure that that people are well and accurately uh, informed.
0: What we see when talking to publishers, they get it right away as there's an open source way to show to search engines and social media that, for example, they didn't tamper with the data to news organizations or to... uh, AP-ish organization it's a harder call you are Associated press uh, started in 1848 what what's the pitch to uh, news organizations to uh, start with blockchain
1: I would say at this point it's, it's just get familiar with the technology start to understand the technology it is complicated I mean you know for, for developers, and, and some of the partners that we work with, you know, they're, they're, they're highly, highly capable and incredibly smart. Um, uh, and, and that's a bit of a, you know, the, 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 the sophistication of the technology, I think is a bit of a hurdle. Um, and, uh, you know, newsrooms, the technology side of many newsrooms has suffered as well. Uh, you know, as, as a lot of the advertising dollars have gone to Google and Facebook, um, not only do we see a loss of journalists, but importantly, we see a loss of the technology folks uh, that work for newsrooms, that work on the distribution side. Um, so that's, that's, that's harmful as well. You know, it's not just the loss of the journalists. It's the loss of the people who help us distribute our journalism. Um, so there's not a lot of resources in most newsrooms to dig into blockchain, unfortunately, Uh, but fortunately, you know, larger organizations like the AP, and we're actually owned by all the newspapers in the United States. We are a not-for-profit news cooperative. Um, So what we learn, we share. Uh, And and I hope that, uh, you know, as we continue this exploration and, and discovery of the intersection of facts, news, and blockchains that, you know, our learnings we will share um, with all of our members uh, and be on display for anyone that, that produces good journalism uh, to see, ask us questions. Um, you know, this is not a proprietary thing for us. Um, we will share everything we learn um, and uh, who knows? I mean, if, 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 we're, if, we're, if we're right, then you know perhaps uh, we can support um, the efforts of other news agencies uh, in terms of their use of blockchain. And, and uh, there's a lot of collaboration that's happening in news, and it it you have to <laughs> because of the, the challenges in the industry. Um, I think newsrooms are are predisposed to more uh, cooperation now. Um, because, because of, of the economics. Um, yeah, so, so hopefully what we're learning will, will help those newsrooms that, that may not have the, the skills and the staff, um, you know, at this point, to explore uh, you know, the, the, the potential benefits of publishing to the blockchain. Uh, so I hope, I hope that's one thing that we, we will be able to share.
0: It's, it seems like writing history real time. Last question what will the state of the news industry be in 2030 and what's the role per stakeholder? What should big tech do? What should uh, policymakers do and what should news organizations do?
1: News organizations should obviously from the journalism side, um, just keep doing what we're doing. I mean, you know, adopt, uh, adopt, uh, you know, uh, automation tools, Uh, adopt tools to help reporters. There's fewer reporters, but, but, if there's technology to help them, again, access more information, consume more information, then that's a little bit of an offset, which I think is good. Um, fortunately, so many journalists are so creative um, today. And a lot of the journalists, journalists coming out of schools, you know, they have some inherent skills that, um, that really align well with, with technology. So that's good, but keep to the mission facts, Stubbornness, skeptic, uh, and keep holding people accountable no matter what. And then I think for technology and for companies in that space, and I think I think they have a corporate responsibility to facilitate um, and and uh, uh, and support the distribution of, of this material. Uh, so again, if if there are, you know tools that can be brought to bear. Um, I think that would be that would be good. And I think it's in their, of course it's in their interest as well. We always know that a trusted source is a trusted source. Um, you know, if there's a website, a platform that you can trust then you just keep going there. So I think there's great business rationale and even more so, um, you know, for facts to present the facts. Um, we, we see corporations becoming more active. We see corporations starting to make business decisions that are geared towards social equity, um, economic equity. Look, there's a long way to go, but you know, the, the emergence of, of you know, ESG scores to measure how uh, a company is performing on you know, environmental, social, and, and governance matters, um, that's all progressive. And I think that's all geared towards uh, companies becoming more active in society um, and, uh, and to do so, you know, in, in responsible ways. Uh, so I think there's a role for, the, for, for technology and, and for corporations to participate in this. Uh, they will be better off. Business will be better off in a fact-filled world. Uh, so I, I think all stakeholders... Um, you know, have, have an important role here to play, just to ensure that the information that people are acting on is shared, is common, and is accepted. Because if it is not, running a business will be very hard. And and uh, so so I, I think uh, we've we've seen some really important benefits. I mean, as much as as much as big tech has um, eaten a lot of the advertising dollars. Um, you know, they're also giving money back to, to newsrooms uh, and funding a lot of initiatives and innovation. So that's terrific, um, but uh, but doing so as part of your core operations, I think, would be much better than, than handouts, you know, here and there. Um, so yeah, so in 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 15 years, um, very hard to say, um, but I hope it's I hope it's very basic. I hope it just continues to be um, journalism continues to be a a source of trusted, factual information. We want nothing more, you know. That's it. That's all we want to do. None of us are in this for the money, you know, or anything like that. It's a mission. So I do hope that you know, in in 15 years, frankly, we're we're continuing to do what we do today, Um, and that is to, to get facts out to the world. Do, and, and do so with better tools and better technology and more trusted tools and more trusted technology. Uh, but I hope, that's, I hope that's where we will be. And of course, financially healthier as well. Uh, but I hope, I hope, Sebastian, that's where we'll be in, in a decade or so.
0: Amazing. Duane, thanks so much for sharing your insights. It's really an enlightening conversation.
1: Wonderful to be here. Uh, and thank you very much. And, and keep up the great work as well.
0: Where, where can people follow the... Is there a place where they can follow uh, specifically the the trust and tech innovations you do at AP? Yes,
1: yeah, so uh, on the AP website, ap.org, uh, we have a blog and uh, we do publish to the blog uh, some of our, our technical innovations. Uh, so some of our work with AI and how AI affects journalism. Um, and I'm certain that in the near term we'll have some um, some posts uh, with regards to blockchain as well and, and what we've learned. Um, yeah, so, so uh, Twitter accounts, also AP is very active on all social platforms. So uh, yeah, so come on board and follow us and let us know how we're doing.
0: Perfect, I'll add all the links in the show notes. Uh, thanks so much for joining the show. So let's build the trusted web together. Let's build the trusted web together. Thanks man, uh, super inspiring story. Great. thank you Sebastian that was Dwayne de sharing I would say the best practices or it's really history in the making what they're working on it's creating real-time best practices for trust in the newsroom I love how open their process is their approach and uh, yeah I collected all the links put them in the show notes for you so check them out you can find them of course on the trustedweb.org podcast furthermore you'll find the report we recently did on the state of misinformation as we surveyed thousands of participants across the globe to better understand the impact that misinformation has on their lives and how they view those problems also, you'll find the other episodes we did on the Trusted Web Podcast. You'll find educational materials and use cases, all for building a trusted web. It's all available there, all of course for free, the slash podcast. Thank you for listening and therefore being part of the Trusted Web journey. And let's build the Trusted Web together.